we ready? Are we ready to go? Yes, we are. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Audacious Aunties Chat Art. My name is Manvid Orb. My name's Asya Iftikar. <laughs> is the other surnames making a comeback? <laughs> Apparently so. Um, Two weeks later, my cough is still on the <laughs> <laughs> Not weeks. One day we'll remember. Mabbit. No, I yeah, said two weeks. Two weeks. Which is ah, kind of the length between our episode. I don't know. What's the difference between 8 and 26? 18. Okay. Right? Well, it depends which episode the last one was. 16 add 2 is 18. Was the last one the 26th or the 8th? I don't know. I can't do that okay, kind of math. <laughs> I'm going to cut the majority of this. Um, <laughs> okay. Don't look at the painting. Okay, Listen to oh, my sorry. voice. Okay. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about an artist called mm-hmm. Kent Monkman, who was born in 1965. That's exciting. I think that this might be the first artist that's still alive. Um, no. Keen was still alive. Oh, right. Is. Is. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Okay. So but this is still exciting. Yeah, so it's like, even more recent. Because Keen is like very much retired and like just. What, on the brink. Is that what you're trying to imply, Ansia? In a kind way, kind of. Whereas Ken is like, I think, in the <coughs> midst of their career. I see. Um, so anyway, they're a Canadian First Nations artist mm-hmm. of Cree and Irish ancestry. Interesting. A member of the Fisher River Band situated in northern Manitoba. And they're both a visual as well as performance artist. And they work in painting, film slash video, uh-huh. and installation, and they do directing, and they've had loads of exhibitions across Canada, mm-hmm. the US, and Europe. And they've ach- he's achieved international recognition for the use of colour and, like, detail in the painting. Yeah. And um, how, like... Well, okay, and specifically his, like interpretation of art which we'll get to i'm gonna move the painting away i'm sorry i'm too excited okay so monkman attended various canadian and u.s institutions including the banff center yeah and um he i actually went to banff in the summer very beautiful place oh that's exciting uh but he lives and works in toronto which is where I saw this piece of work that inspired me to do the one to do the session today. Yeah. Because in so I went to the Toronto Art Gallery yeah. and they had like an entire floor full of exhibitions of Indigenous First Nation painters. Yeah. And Kent Monkman was one of the painters who had his work had an exhibition up. Mm-hmm. And the painting specifically that I'm gonna show you is like one of his most renowned paintings. Yeah. Um so um, he has done loads of stuff for Pride as well because he was presented the Bonham Centre Award from the Mark S. Bonham Centre for Sexual Diversity Studies yeah. for his contributions to the advancement and education of issues around sexual identification. That's and he, he accepted the honorary title of Grand Marshal for Toronto's Pride Parade this, that year that he got the award. That's so impressive. And so in the Toronto Art Museum, 
he has an exhibit, He, I don't know if it's still on, but he had an exhibit called Shame and Prejudice, A Story of Resilience, mm-hmm. and the exhibit combines physical artefacts from museums and archives from across Canada with his painting style that engages with colonialism and aimed to set up a <coughs> provocative friction between Canadian national myths, Aboriginal experience and traditional European art practices. Interesting. Um, and so basically he's like marrying the indige- indigenous experience and their experience and like their the way they've been represented in art and sort of turning it on its head, which we'll understand more when we discuss the painting. Yeah. Um, so more about his like a more of a description about his art style before we get into detail mm-hmm. so monkman's has work has been described as conveying a deep understanding of oppression and the mechanisms at work in dominant ideology and he it targets modes of hierarchies and colonized sexuality with sexuality within his artistic practice mm-hmm. and he basically he one of his most popular styles is mimicking like renowned pieces of art european art throughout the centuries and sort of turning it on its head or like reinterpreting it to um add a a modern like kind of context to it yeah yeah and like yeah that kind of vibe so um yeah and it's key like at the center of all his work is promoting or looking into or discovering indigenous culture mm-hmm. um which is like amazing yeah that's really um amazing. yeah so that's he yeah before he became like a renowned artist he was a renowned director he was like very, he was that was his what main films did he direct um not in that sense. He was like a, I was like a movement director or something oh. within Canada or something. He not like a film director, right? Just like a <coughs> performance director. Um, yeah. Honestly, what has Hollywood done to me? When I hear the word director, what do I think? Uh, as like a final quote on what his work represents, mm-hmm. the artist uses close recreation of earlier artworks as an opportunity for ironic, often humorous representation of historical attitudes towards towards First Nations cultures' attitudes that persist today. Yeah. Okay, so onto the piece of work. So the piece of work is called... <laughs> I can't believe I've already forgotten the name of the piece of work. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. I'm going to have a coughing fit. <coughs> 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 You done? Mm-hmm. Okay, the piece of work is called The Academy. Oh, I see. And what do you see? As in, like, when I was looking at it earlier, it reminded me of a certain painting, but carry on with what you're saying. Yes, so we're gonna... So this is, if you want a moment to find it yourselves, it's called The, Acan- the Academy by Kent Monkman. That's so cool. Yes, yeah, so... In this piece, we see that Monkman reframes historical works of art, yeah. including um, including Nicolas André Monsieur's Choisson du Modèle, which depicts Jussi as an artist in front of a black canvas and several nude women models. Jussi mm-hmm. amalgamated the model's best attributes, using them for his painting of 
Helen of Troy, which is a different painting. Yeah. Okay, so the painting also reinterprets the ancient sculpture Laocoon and his sons, yes. which is the one that you're yeah. referring to. And this depicts three men struggling as they're being attacked by serpents. Mm-hmm. In Monkman's version, five idealised European men are at the centre of the painting, cast as objects in the indigenous artist's creations. Mm-hmm. Um, then if we look over to the left... A, a woman who appears to be Harriet Bolton Smith. Right. Her husband, William Henry Bolton, is behind her, playfully kicking up her skirt. Um, look closely, and you'll find you're actually seeing Monkman's glamorous, gender fluid alter ego, yeah. Mischief Eagle Testicle, a recurring character in his work. That's amazing. <laughs> She's creating a drawing while waving sweet grass and wearing a gown similar to the one Harriet wears in a different portrait because it's a recurring persona. Mm-hmm. Then on the far right, above the depiction of Anishinaabe artist Norval Moriso working on his painting Self-Portrait Devoured by Demons is Monkman again, but this time as himself, making the Academy a double portrait of him in both male and female roles. That's so interesting. And Monkman stands behind the easel wearing a traditional Cree coat, caught up in an interaction with French neoclassical painter Jacques-Louis David! (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's all coming together in this painting! I feel like this is an iconic season finale painting. Oh my god, my absolute icon. Yeah, um, so that's awesome. Um, And what are these cherubs doing at the front? Ah. <clears throat> oh, having a good time. <laughs> That's always fun. Heating themselves on the... F- oh, you know what? I think it might be sort of like... I don't know. It doesn't explain it in They're the... They're like warming themselves up along with... An... I don't know whether or not... Both of them are like... White, white cherubs. Or one isn't. Mm-hmm. And they're warming themselves up with an indigenous man. Like, they're in the same scene together. Yeah. So that could be a cross between, like, the cultures. Yeah, maybe. Um. So, obviously, jam-packed painting that yes. has, like, a lot of interpretation of stuff. That's... It's a lot to take in at once. Yeah, and it's basically, like... It's like a... You know, um, on Nickelodeon, when they used to have, like, or, like, Disney Channel, when they used to have, like, Hannah Montana does Sweet Life <laughs> of Zack and Cody does, that's like, so That's Raven. So Raven. Yes. And it's, like, that's, like, an amalgamation of all the... Like, artists come yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, Like, this huge mashup. I love how that's what you thought it was, like, that's what it reminded <laughs> you of. Um, so what's going on though, like with the draping and stuff? Because it's all different colours. They've got the primary colours in. And yeah. Is that just of because of his? You were speaking earlier about his use of bright colours and how that's a trademark. And yeah, work. yeah, yeah. He's like a very. He likes using bright colours. But do they symbolise anything? Uh, not that I've read, but I, uh, I don't know. No, maybe. Probably. <laughs> um, I don't want to be too professional, man. Oh, here, yeah, so. Too true. Uh, we must stress this yet is probably again the, how unqualified this we is, must be. <laughs> this is probably the most I've spoken officially about any of the artists that I've been the lead on. I'm so proud. Um, but I do want to quickly talk a bit more about his alter ego. Yeah. Miss. So the name, just to remind everybody, is Mischief Cher Eagle Testicle. Amazing. So, um... Sh- is it Miss M- and M-I-S-S. then Chief? 
Yeah, Miss uh, Chief. Not not Miss Chief. But. Oh, I didn't even catch that, but yeah, I get Yeah, so <laughs> this alter ego appears within his paintings as well as in his performances and video pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, Wikipedia uses his as, like, the pronoun, yeah. but I'm not sure if their preferred pronoun is his, so I don't know. I'm just saying his because that's what Wikipedia says. Okay. Um, so, <coughs> uh, Miss Chief share eagle testicle is a trickster play on naming mischief oh being a pun on mischief yeah 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 and <laughs> eagle testicle yeah. cheekily similar to egotistical ah oh. i thought it was something to do about how men are so sex driven like egotistical oh <laughs> yeah no it's eagle and then share is referenced in relation to share a singer yeah Amazing. a high revenue generating gay music icon amazing targeting consumerism and capitalism existent within current culture um and then do you believe um so he accessorizes his older alter ego um in louis vuitton and hudson bay brands often commenting on the commodification of the native that has been generated through media image production and consumption so is he criticizing louis vuitton for using indigenous art just to generate capital yeah yeah Ah, I i think so so Monkman identifies as both queer and a two-spirit and identifies mischief as two-spirit. Mm-hmm. The and that the two terms are similar but they they're not interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Two, two-spirit is a third gender spiritual role unique to indigenous indigenous North American cultures. Oh. Though the presence and manifestation of these roles can vary substantially between different indigenous cultures mm-hmm. and not all indigenous cultures have two spirit traditions. Mm-hmm. Um I need to cough. <coughs> Uh-oh, am I giving you the disease? <laughs> I hope not. Okay, oh this is actually really interesting. There's so much to say about this. Okay, so two-spiritedness is entwined with colonialism, Uh which had an irreversible impact on gender identity through the imposition of dichotomous gender roles and heteronormativity. Uh And Monkman fuses this contemporary queer and camp icon with earlier Aboriginal notions of both gender-bending, shape-shifting trickster and the two-spirited individuals who held elevated status in many Indigenous cultures. And that elevated status was white almost wiped out by christian colonization mm-hmm. and so monkman tries to reappropriate this culture in his work oh my god that's a lot to take in yes goodness but also have you noticed in the painting i just saw now how at the very bottom there's this fire mm-hmm. but right but parallel to that at the very top is the light coming in from the the ceiling Uh, and i feel like that has a lot to do with like two cultures merging together as well yeah um god this is so much yeah (laughs) it's so impressive though like the way that he has managed to take on such an intense task yeah and put it into one painting i wonder how big this painting is in real life because as we're looking at it right now it's just a little framed version that you've got at your house yeah i feel like he needed a big canvas for this. Yeah, it was, if my memory serves correct, like really big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love that he chose to put Jacques Louis David in there as well. Yeah, that just like adds something completely extra <laughs> to it. Like, 
why not the guy who um, painted the Lacoon mm-hmm. and his sons? But no. Jacques Louis David. Because Jacques, yeah. I don't know. Jacques Louis David was very influ- influential in this time. Um, as we know. Um, but yeah, there's like so much to say about. But I really wanted to talk about an indigenous artist from North yeah. America because, like, the, it's quite nice. So, Canada actually had, when I went there, they had a lot of like representation to like what I could see of like indigenous art, more than I was expecting because I was expecting it to be like very little, like nothing. Yeah. Um, so, the fact that there was anything was a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. But, like, obviously, there's so much more work to do for indigenous people to like reclaim their rights. Yeah. And um, because when you do think of like North American, you don't think of indigenous an indigenous looking person you immediately think of like yeah a white wall street market yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for sure and it's like i think that because and this is when i went to the art gallery mm-hmm. and there was like an entire floor for indigenous <coughs> artists yeah i was like oh that's so great for them almost in a sense that it was like oh i'm like as if it wasn't favor. a right, yeah. Yeah, but like it's a, like if anything, they should have more yeah. space and like that they need to like like yeah. So yeah. I thought as it was... in like this gratitude that you have for it just be existing. Yeah, just shows how much it's been taken away. Yeah, and like which is why I wanted to talk about Kent Monkman because his painting is awesome as well. It's, um, I'm so impressed. Mm-hmm. We could analyse this all day if we had someone teaching us how to do it. Yeah, and I'll see if there's any other analyse. There's a fox in the painting as well. And there's also horses, and there's one huge, like, one giant, no, there's three horses, and one stallion is particularly kicking up a fight. (laughs) We love a good horse, a good stallion. Yeah. Do you believe in that? Um, okay, let us see if there's anything else we can find about the Academy. The Academy. Also, I don't know if you've noticed, but out of the four canvases, mm-hmm. um, three of them have pieces of art on them, mm-hmm. um, but the fourth one doesn't, and the fourth one belongs to the indigenous man. And ah. I don't know whether or not if this is telling of this rejection at this forcing of another culture on his own yeah um that could possibly be something what else is there there's also corn next to him maize Mm -hmm. indigenous food (coughs) i like the drapes also are they in some kind of like stable they're in stables Mm -hmm. is that referencing the birth of Um, jesus uh also, when in the scene that they are trying to like redepict of Lao Kun, um, yeah. at the very bottom, there. Oh, so littered about the scene and obscured by the other classical references are Aboriginal artifacts, including yeah. wooden sculptures, masks, and birch bark bags, mm-hmm. which is what we were mentioning about Louis Vuitton, um, oh, expressing a frustration with the mi- misrepresentation and overshadowing of First Nation cultures and art history, mm-hmm. for which early Canadian painters were partially responsible for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, I, sp- I can see the bag now. 
That's mad. It's really fascinating. I'm just trying to see what else there is. There's probably so much more to say that I can't find on the internet about the painting. I wish I could sit down with Kent and ask him to just take me through the whole thing. Yeah. So is his... So this is... the old, His alter ego... Mm-hmm. Is... On the left, the lady in white. I believe so, yeah. Oh, uh, and on this side... Uh, let's see... So who is the man who's taming the horse then? That's what I want to know. Um... So, on the left is a woman... Okay, wait, where's the horse? Yeah. There's three horses and one is being tamed by a man. Oh, I see. And it reminds me a lot of... Have you seen the film Spirit? No. Oh, well, it's about a wild horse that can't be tamed. Can't be tamed. <laughs> so does it say anything about the man taming the horse? No, sorry. That's okay. I guess we're just going to have to live in ignorance. And never our know. audience wants to tell us what the hell's going on in this painting. <laughs> yeah. It's wild, man. It is amazing. Right. But that's like a general overview of the what the significance of the painting is mm-hmm. and the like groundbreaking work that Kent Monkman is doing. Yeah. Um, I want to definitely revisit more indigenous artists from yeah. America as well as Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That would be great. For sure. Right. And Australia too. And Australia, that. yeah. We need to cover <coughs> the world. <coughs> and on that note... We need a jingle. Oh, should we say what we're going to do next week? We do. We next need to do time, that first. Um, well, I think we're going to be looking at the artist Deb- Deborah Rango. Oh, okay. She is a Colombian artist. Cool. Um, Have we done South America yet? Yeah, the lady... Well, as in, not properly. Not like Carrington a, was Car- Yeah, she, she went Mexico. to Mexico. So this is a... Our first, like, one who was born, born in. in... Born in the not USA. Um, anyway so until then yeah we need a jingle ding 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 that was beautiful thank you creativity is exuded from these lungs (laughs) that was horrific (laughs) okay goodbye see you next time This audio was brought to you by Manvir Dob and Asya Iftikhar. We don't know much to say the least. But if you would like to share your thoughts, knowledge, criticisms, fan mail, then pop us an email at audaciousaunties at gmail.com. <laughs>